Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Brendis, the thief. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Arello, the barbarian. I'm JD. I'm playing Viatrix, the fighter. Hi, I'm Ryan, your dungeon master, and this is the ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. Yeah, so you guys were going to head to Abdul the Ghoul's party that he was throwing for the first day of real fights in the arena to celebrate your victory and toast the dead. So what are you guys doing as you're moving through the streets? Brendis is trying very hard not to run into anyone. Like not physically run into I have a bomb. Oh, yeah. And I do not want it to explode on on me. Arello is uh, looking back in his mind and thinking about his homeland. And I want to activate now the outsider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Look at that smooth transition. Okay. So your thoughts are kind of drifting back. And you're thinking about the sea. And what exactly was your people's relationship with the, the sea that your islands are in? Our relationship to the sea in the in the context of, you know, the, the great hunt that we will go upon, it is seen as like the first big hurdle, right? We all know that we must leave the sea thiles in order to return. And most uh most of the young people go out across the open channels uh by themselves. I think it's also our job to build our own boat. It becomes like a, a year-long process of creating your own boat that will cut through the sea uh, and that, that that's meant to symbol like the, the young warriors like drive. But I, th- I think that's, that's what it is, is like the sea is seen as like the first, part, first leg of the journey and it's supposed to weather and grow you because I imagine the journey is really tough for one person on a boat, especially in the middle of, you know, the rocking ocean, and it's like if you survive that, then you you've you've met you know now you're a metapod, and soon you'll be a butterfree once you you uh, myrtleate that giant beast. So the sea is seen as like a to to hit the nail on the head, right? It's the it's the passage. It's the I think it's seen as like the the way in which someone becomes an adult, a man or a woman, and passing through it, age it, you know, is a, is the rite of passage to jesus to be way too redundant and on the head with that um but I, I i do think that's how they see it and so when you return it is also then seen as like a a place that will keep the memories of your journey of your of your time out abroad when you return to the sea thiles so it's it's an intimate connection so they're like uh one person canoes yeah exactly okay. that like that's what you shape by yourself yeah very cool so i'm thinking about my boat <laughs> What did you do with your boat? Oh, we we totally we fall into the Viking trope. We burn that shit. Oh, okay. You make another one when you come home. To go to go home, you make a new boat. Yep. Okay. And you make it better, right? Like I think you're supposed to make it probably more luxurious. 
mm-hmm. well, when you, you go home. You you're, have more shit to put in it. Yeah. Your exactly. your rumspringa is to kill a thing, right? Yeah. Like a, oh yeah, you got yeah. You have you have to show what it is you killed and show it on the boat. Yep, exactly. I think that's kinda neat. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh it's me now, huh? Uh what what does Viatrix see as you're like walking back into the sort of arena area of the city? What does Vi see that she views as a, a, like an injustice being done or like what she would view as an injustice in this city? Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe um, as we're walking by, like the arena area is like attracting a lot of people given that the games are on right now. And mm-hmm. so I think what she sees that she like notices is that there are people who like can't afford or like aren't allowed in because uh you know they're maybe sick or something or just uh, of some kind of outcast status it'd be kind of interesting if there's an outcast class of people like those like lower than the slaves even but they're just hoping to catch like a glimpse of fighters like moving in and out or catch a glimpse of beasts being moved in and out because that's like the excitement that they can get out of it yeah you know, because then they can like tell stories about the fights in their own head. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's not cool. So I think the 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 owners of like the fighters uh, or of the beasts, like the people who are profiting off of the games, then are like, it's their like private soldiers that are like shoving, like shuffling these people off. Oh, uh, like moving them along. You know, like not letting them try to try to hang around and catch these glimpses. Yeah, probably like third tier fighters who that's how they make extra money. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I kind of I like that. The sort of not really young lion kind of thing, but <laughs> that's how you that's your paying your dues sort of situation is playing security for the Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's what she sees is just like these people being shoveled off and that's, you know. It's like even antithetical to like what they claim that games are about. Yeah. It's just a clear like violation of that like they're clearly just liars who are trying to profit yeah that the games are like seen as for the common folk and very right. clearly aren't right so uh, actually, our... maybe actually hold on sorry as a last like final touchstone on that i think it's enough to like like she is a little like sick seeing this and i definitely was like eating you know like a, a pita full of meat and spices or something Mm-hmm. And I just like walking by and then end up like just giving it to somebody who clearly fucking needs it. Yeah. So how are you guys pushing through this crowd then? Move, move out of my way. The flesh cover demands you move, move. Uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be making a huge hubbub and just kind of elbowing people out of the way, demanding that they make, they make way for the great warrior, Arello the flesh carver. I'm hugging my pack to my stomach. Yeah, so go ahead and give me a defy danger plus charisma as you're like moving through this crowd. Fantastic. I was I was trying to think if I could go for one of my Herculean appetites, which is fame and glory by cuz I was I'm still trying to upgrade my name. You can I mean sell it a little harder. Yeah. yeah. It kind of yeah. 
Excuse me, miss, move out of the way. Orello the Flesh Carver demands that you make way for him. The greatest warrior, the one who grappling hooked a flying tiger. Please move. Uh, I think she turns around and just gives you a look. Go ahead and roll to see which adjudicator this is. Uh, that's a 12. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. There's awe in her eyes, and she just kind of like steps back, and this is clearly the closest that this woman has ever been to any person of any stature. And I mean, <laughs> like, she looks down at me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Damn, and, those unintentional puns are yeah, the best. That's so wonderful. I was just like, I know exactly what this guy's saying. Uh, anyways, yes, she looks down at me in awe. Yeah, and just kind of stumbles, almost falls back away from you. Thank you, miss. And you guys have a, a clear shot right into the uh, arena district. Cool. As as we like move forward, I elbow uh, uh, <laughs> Brandy. You saw that, didn't you? She recognized my <laughs> new name. <laughs> I will not be a woodcarver for long. Soon we will be flesh carvers. Well, you'll be a fool, probably, but I'll be a flesh carver. You know, I think that yelling, get out of the way for the flesh carver, would get that reaction out of just about anybody. She wasn't scared. She was in awe of what she saw. She saw the total package. Right, just the same. Thanks for clearing a path. Let's go! And I, I start... Uh, almost like giddying up as I as I make my way towards the the where we're going space. Yeah, I feel like Are I'm there? I'm like Viatrix is very much like trailing a little bit in his like wake that Arello's like just fucking leaving. Brindis, I don't know. I think we talked about it last time, but uh, have you let Arello and Viatrix in on the sort of overall plan? No, no. Okay. I told them to stay. Away from places that elves aren't. Yeah. And I did not give them any more information than that. While we're on the subject, is there, do I, or any of my contacts in the crowd here? Oh. Why don't you, hmm, I don't know if the discern realities is right here or just a defy danger plus wisdom to like, yeah, I wish there was a die of fate. But it's more interesting to say, yeah, I guess. Yeah, there is. In the crowd, who okay. is it? I'm sure we talked about it before, but I don't remember. We live in like more or less like barracks, don't we? Or yeah, yep. Uh, so yeah, it's um, Nin Morale who cleans the barracks and stocks the barracks, and I'm going to as covertly as possible drop away from Arello as he is talking to me about how great the name Flesh Carver is. I'm going to slowly, like, lose step with him and back off between him and Viatrix and try to meet up with Nin Morale. Okay. Um, you want to do this without them seeing you? I'm just trying to be a little bit more subtle than just... Okay. We can, we can, however you want me to handle that. I think that Arello is pretty lost in talking about himself. <laughs> just, he's stoked on himself well, after that 12. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so is everyone else. Mm, I, I would mm. remind that my uh, flag interrupt me when I'm concentrating. Yeah. 
If Viatrix wants to, I think if you make a defy danger plus dexterity to kind of like blend into the crowd and subtly fall back, and then if she wants to interfere to try to spot you, does that sound good? Yeah, that works for me. I think it makes sense that I'm I'm being a little bit more watchful. Yeah, and wary. Yeah, that works. Uh, what what is it plus? I I, I forgot. D- uh, defy danger plus dexterity. Dex. Sorry. That's, Sorry, I used all the good rolls. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I got a four. <laughs> um, I think you're still going to be able to go talk to Nid Morale, but Viatrix sees you leave. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna hang on to advance o'clock. Cool. And once this scene's over. We're all walking in, everybody's kind of funneling into the arena. Nin, I just saw it took a cool. Really? Are things advancing? I hold up, I like gesture toward my pack. Very quickly, I need extra bedding tonight. He nods. I can see that done. As soon as possible, we need to meet for a feast with the ghoul in a little while, and I need to drop this off. Of course, it will be there. Thank you, Nin, thank you. As you, like, turn to the leave, he grabs your arm. Our friends from the desert, they are, they've lost patience with the rate of things. This needs to happen soon. If that's the case, fine, but put the word out that I need a transport. I need someone to deposit this while I'm fighting, while everybody's looking at one of the fights. I have the thing. Oh, awesome. I took, for my advanced move, connections. When you... Put out word to the criminal underbelly about something you want or need. Roll plus charisma. On a 10 plus, somebody has it just for you. On a 7 through 9, you'll have to settle for something close or it comes with strings attached. Your call. Nice. Uh, Yeah, go ahead and roll that now. That's a 9. So uh, it comes with strings attached because of course it does. Yeah. Nimoral pauses and... I'm otherwise occupied during that time, uh, keeping fresh bedding in the medic's tent. But there's an old man in our cell who is pretty much given free range because they assume he's harmless. It'll take him time, but he can do it. You just need to stretch the fight out long enough. Stretch the fight out, men? Unless you have a Another suggestion? No, of course not. All right, um, organize a meeting between us whenever you can. Just let me know. Leave me a note where I can meet him. And I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. For the next fight? He nods. The sooner the better. (sighs) And he just sort of falls back into the crowd. So you guys make your way into the arena the the like general area and the the screen fades to black and the screen fades back in and it's a deep darkness lit only by a few meager torches uh you can hear the sounds of the arena above the cheering crowds the sound of clashing weapons and screams of pain and as blood drips down from the arena floor 
the the camera trails down with the blood, the thick drips, and it onto a pedestal with a white porcelain mask on top. It's shot through with veins of red, and as the camera sits there on him, the veins slowly grow to dominate more and more of the mask. And then we cut back. It's probably to fine. A... Yeah, what what could go wrong? <laughs> uh, a party, I assume, unless you guys had stuff you wanted to do beforehand. We, I do want to point out that the fail state of that role that I made is that Vi either saw me talking shadily to this oh, guy. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, I got it. I'm going to hold on to that. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Good, okay. good. I just wanted that addressed. Yeah. You were saying that you wanted to potentially do something before party time? I am ah. just dropping the bomb off. Okay. If, if I don't know if we need a camera for that or not. I don't think so. I mean, like, he got the stuff for you and you're able to wrap it up and hide it, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah, then that's fine. No, I don't need to do anything. Did uh, Arello or Viatrix, did you have things that you wanted to do? No. No, but I have a nice uh, piece of flavor if we're going to walk in, if we're going to be in a party. Yes. That we can start in. So the, the, we'll, we'll have that, we'll have that blackout from there and rise back up to the sound of glasses chinking and people gathering and talking. Oh, like the fucking, the swords clashing from the arena above, like turns into like glasses clinking. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice cutscene. And the, and then you'll just hear us start bellowing over the crowd. But then finally, when I find someone worthy, I will carve my name into his forehead and leave him to live so that he may grow stronger. And then one day he will come to my island and kill me. Is that not amazing? Are you just holding, <laughs> yeah, like, holding forth to a crowd of people? <laughs> there's like a crowd. There's there's like, like two people halfway listening in Brendis. You've got them cornered. Them Your the... arms are out. You're just like, yep. like hurting them. them. In the, yeah. the corner. Yep. <laughs> that guy. Arello, I, I have half a mind to come to your island and kill you if you don't sit down right now. Wow. It's, wow! I'm sorry. It's just—it's <laughs> really awkward. He's just standing there, not really talking to anybody. This guy's listening, and I point to a, a, a man who's probably nose deep in his goblet, just trying to yeah. drink away the image of me. And just the awkwardness doing that, like when you drink, because it's awkward, and you're just like, maybe they'll forget that I'm here if I'm <laughs> if I hide behind this cup. <laughs> you're listening, aren't you? He just he's like mm-hmm and just keeps drinking. <laughs> ah, fine. And he he brushes off and uh hops up on a chair as his feet dangle. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on, Brendis. Wait a second. What? Uh I just I just want to see if he can not say anything for 30 seconds if no one else is talking. All right, just let's just wait. Okay, find out. All right. Did I ever tell you? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it was a giant elk, the biggest elk I've ever seen. I look, I look at Brendis and I just go, drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I think actually, no, this is actually maybe a good moment. Arello's like fucking just talking again, like going off, like, and <laughs> to be like, um, who was your friend outside the arena, Brendis? Elf, elf fellow. Oh, that was Nin Morale. He uh, cleans the barracks. I was asking for some additional bedding after 
well, my rather unpleasant fall. Turkakul did a good job mending my arm, but just the same, it's still a bit sore, and I wanted some padding. Well, it certainly seemed like you didn't want anyone knowing that you were asking for some extra bedding. Well, you know, if all the other competitors ask for extra bedding, then I'm just getting the normal amount of bedding, aren't I? And, well, then it's no favor at all. Only so much bedding to go around, I guess. Exactly, you get it. Say, do you want to play a game? Oh, uh, a game, you say? What, what, might that, what might that be? Well, I don't know if you know this. Before I found myself in the arena, I had a bit of a racket where I bet on Orello, and part of the reason he thinks he's such hot shit is that I drugged all of his opponents. How much of this, and I pulled a vial out of my pocket, oil of Tadget do you think I can give him before he falls asleep? <laughs> oh. oh, fuck yes. <sighs> oh, I mean... What's what's a normal dose? I I put my thumb a little below the the lid on the the file that I'm holding. About that much, maybe a, a thumb or so's worth. Well, I mean, you, if you look at him, so probably half half that, don't you think? You're gonna take your place a bit on half. I'll give him half, and I'll bet you he's still standing. I'll, uh, hold on now, hold on. I gotta I gotta double or nothing that uh, you can put him under, but his mouth keeps keeps working. Ben, Brennus is taking a sip of his mead as you say that, and he spits it all over himself. <laughs> now, now, a truer statement I have never heard. All right, all right. I'm going to go get him another glass, and I'll put half in there. I hold up five gold pieces. Is five too rich for your blood? Oh, uh, <laughs> I give you ten if he talks in his sleep. All right. You've got a deal. And yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go get uh, an, a, a refill of mead for Arello and put half of the file of Taget in there. Okay. Arello, Arello, I've brought you I brought you another another goblet for a toast and I hand it to you and bring it up to the flesh carver. Uh Arello <laughs> respond to this. I mean besides just gleefully guzzling it down. I don't know if there is another possible yeah, sorry, response. Bro. I, I, yeah. know, I was just like trying to make sure. I was like, I think he just does. You've RP'd yourself into a corner. I was going to yeah. say, had I not yelled to the flesh corner. Yeah, I know. He's just so giddy that you did that. Yeah, I take this. I clink it. And to the idiot. And he drinks it down. I like start to, and again, Brendis just spits all over himself midway through. Damn it, it's the fool. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. I drink it back gleefully. I don't know, the idiot has a, a stronger feel to it. All of a sudden, you can wither and thither about all quick. You seem more dangerous. The fool seems soft and doughy like yeast. Um, Go ahead and give me a defy danger plus constitution roll. Gotta charge him back up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Damn it! <laughs> uh, it's four. It's just a five. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, fuck. Yeah. I fail. <laughs> I think you, you gave me poison. What do you expect? <laughs> I was betting that you would roll well. So, for the record, <laughs> I'm sleepy. Yeah, you uh have a moment where you just kind of like fall backwards into the chair, and then you like see Brenda's grinning. 
That's the last thing you see before sleep. This is not the first time you. this has happened. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you probably won more money, though. <laughs> yeah, no, norm- normally I can give you half. He got he got pretty beat up today. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah, I got I got hammered pretty high. <laughs> Question two, is he talking? Do you talk in your sleep, Barillo? Thank you. Beat me up. Break your wolf face. Yeah. Bigger? No, it's it, it is bigger. Yes. God's alive. I've given him two full files before, and he still kept talking, fully lucid. Giving him half here, and he falls right asleep. I just hold up a small sack of money for Vi to take. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And I like bow, <laughs> making a mockery of his courtly status, and then take the coin. Even a fool knows when he's beat. I'm suppose. Well, have you seen have you seen the ghoul around here? Oh, I I did earlier, but I ducked down so that he wouldn't notice. Let's see if I can find him again. Yeah, the ghoul is sort of holding court near the end of the table. And when you look to like that that end of things, there are very high-profile guests here. The queen is here, Magnus is here. There's a, a well-armored figure that you don't recognize who's there, and... Uh, is my mother here? Of course. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brendis, is that your mother? Brendis just drops to the ground immediately. <laughs> Where? Um, That way, about a mm, hundred or so feet up ahead. She's not. She's not talking to the ghoul, is she? Uh, not yet, but she's headed that way. Suppose you, I owe you a little charity after taking your gold. Do you want me to try and intercept? Oh, gods, could you? <sighs> I've been meaning to ask the ghoul about when I can be done fighting for him. I guess a couple drinks in is as good as any time. And I... Pick up my sword uh, and head towards Abdul. So I'm going to try to get to Abdul before Francis's mother does, basically, to like prevent her from getting into a conversation with him. Go ahead and uh, defy danger plus dexterity to see if you can get there before she does. Oh, that's cock. That's a 12. Oh, yeah, you get their way. I think she is less, uh, she's more used to having, like, crowds parted for her. And so, like, being in a party with her peers is, you know, she can't just ball bull her way through. And you can, you're just big, and you just kind of slip through. Um, so, yeah, Abdul turns to you and, ah, oh, Viatrix, it's good to see you. <sighs> it's Viatrix. Yes, yes, whatever. <laughs> I feel we made you a substantial sum today you did indeed he like jingles his uh purse much fuller than this morning i've been meaning to talk to you after after this season of games is done i think my debt to you is finished he taps one of his lips with a finger hmm i can agree to that tell me viatrix 
What will you do with the rest of your life outside of the arena? Mm, not sure yet. Here you have a home, a career. People will worship you. Stay, of your own accord. I can make you a wealthy woman. <sighs> Wealth is being able to grow something and working to improve. It's not this. And she's kind of like shutting down a little bit. Because she, cause mm-hmm. she doesn't know. Because she knows she can't go home. Because of the yeah. fucking blizzards. But she's like also trying to continue the conversation to keep, <laughs> yeah. keep up her end of things. I just don't really understand this sport that you all seem to enjoy so much. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know I... There is other work that we could find for you. If you wished to remain in my employ, I can always find work for a sword. (sighs) Even a broken one. He shrugs. (laughs) It did not seem too broken to me today. A blade is a blade. I suppose we can discuss it. What would you you have in mind? And I don't actually need to know, but I want to know what Brendis is doing. But that would be the conversation we're having, basically. Yeah, yeah. Since Arello uh, is asleep and Vi is talking to Abdul, I am going to slink out of this party as unnoticed as I can to try to meet with the old man. Yeah, if you want to slink out of here without being noticed, go ahead and defy danger plus charisma. Does the thief have a sneak move? No. No, okay. Uh, Or not charisma, fuck. Uh, Go ahead and defy danger plus dexterity. I could have seen charisma too. Well, it just depends how you're doing it. They're the same thing, but okay. Actually, I'm gonna yeah. I like charisma. Okay. For the record, Arello, it is a light sleep that you're in, so you can wake up literally anytime you feel like it. That's a ten. You're able to sneak out. Where where were you planning on meeting? with the the elf who who you're giving the bomb to, right? You're it's making the handoff now is yeah. kind of the idea. Okay. So when I went to hide the bomb in my room, the note that Nin Morale had left for me simply said, no, where's, where's a good meeting place? So I kind of imagined that the arena was like part of it is always there but they expanded it with wood risers behind like the where the stone would normally stop. We're going to go make out under the bleachers? Is yeah, that basically. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So the note that Nin Morale had left for me when I went to hide my bomb in the beddings provided said tonight under the seats. And so the temporary seating that they had made for the large influx of people for the fights in this arena give us ample space to have a liaison, as it were. Yeah, so I think the note that Nen Morale left for you told you to meet Gal Desis here. And he's easy enough to find. He's old, stooped. You notice that, unlike most uh, elves who are born in the city or have been born in the city, uh, he's still he's old enough that he has like tribal threadings on his face. That's you know it's primitive tattooing, where it's like actual dyed gut 
and patterns on his cheeks, which just tells you how long he's been enslaved. You must be the old man I was sent here to find, Galdesis. Yes, you have it. I have what, dear friend? Who is our mutual acquaintance? Nenmoral. That'll have to do. I didn't get a safe word. I need to do this better. Yes, I have it. Do you know what you're doing with it? I have no idea. Tomorrow's one of the largest fights that we'll see for the entire event. If we do this closer to the end of the event, not only will our, not only will our desert brethren get antsy, but also they will begin cleaning out the coffers daily. This will be the last chance we have for a big haul. All the money for the first three nights will be in there. And what you need to do is to find your way to the holding cells which lie beneath the coffers and just find a place to put this bomb. Easy enough. Do I need to detonate it? If Turkakul did his job, and I pull out a smaller device that was accompanying the bomb, no. But if we need to do something manually later, I will call for you. You're in no danger, my friend. Don't worry. <laughs> Bullshit. Absolutely. You are in so much danger, old man. You are go- You're going down one way or the other. Yeah, he, he grins. I have faced danger before. Uh, and I have been in chains for a long time. The cause is more important than one old man. While I agree, let's hope this damn thing was made correctly. And I pull out the bomb, as well as a sack full of food I grabbed from the feast. I'm sorry I can't offer you more than this, but I filled up before I left the party. I thank you either way. It was generous of you. There aren't many humans who would have taken this such a risk for us. Well, in that case, you should thank Alavara for giving me a reason to care about you. I shall. And he sort of blends back into the shed. I, I mean, I think it's more of like a shambling, like... Yeah, we part ways. Yeah. Uh, so back at the party, uh, Arello, I think you feel a tugging on your, like, sh- the shoulder of your armor. You'll not take me down. Da- oh, sorry. Who is it? It is a, a very, very short man who's shorter than you and who isn't a dwarf. I hop to my feet. You tower over him. <laughs> Good evening, sir. Evening. And he, he jerks his head at uh, a very tall man standing near the head of the table. Uh, the master wants to speak with you. Who is your master, young man? Sorry, who is your master, young boy? He's an old man, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not like old, old. Uh, he looks, he's got a big he's bulbous no- nose and like ear hairs and graying hair. Cinevere. And he pauses. The wise. He's here from the prism. I don't know. Go talk to him. I'm not his errand boy. And he very clearly is. <laughs> <laughs> and he like stumps away angrily. <laughs> a lot of spirit in that one. You you notice he isn't wearing any shoes, and his feet are hairy. I'll make my way over to Cinevere the Wise. Yeah, 
So he has a very dark blue cloak on, and the rest of his attire is pretty muted, but the cloak and a a sash that he's wearing are definitely both proclaiming his like place in the order of the prism. Not that I think that's necessarily something Arello would know, but he turns and looks down at you. Ah, I see Borazic roused you from your sleep. Yes, a nap was in order. I had a long day. The wise, you say? How long did it take you to cultivate a name such as that? He looks at you with piercing blue eyes that sort of twinkle when you ask that question. A very long time, my friend. Currently, I'm working on Flesh Carver. I think it will be well accepted in the arena after tomorrow. Oh, worthy name. What can I do for you, Mr. Wise? I find myself without friends in the city. I need someone who is willing to work for gold or jewels. I need a fist. And after your performance in the arena today, you and possibly your companions if they're interested. Mine would be the fist. Well... The others might be like a, a kind of soft palm or something. But there's money involved, you say. Or minor magics. Whatever you desire as payment. I don't really care about spells, Mr. Wise. But money is nice. What is it exactly you require of a fist? You have seen the castle in the sky. Yes. I believe it is something waking up. And if it does, I'd rather you have to hit it than me. Uh, Just for clarification's sake, we're going to the castle in the sky to retrieve a book? Or is no, that it's, it's, it's a different thing. Okay, that's somewhere else. Okay, great. Waking up, you say? The sand in this place has drank bud like water for millennia. There are things hidden beneath the sand that should they return to this world will have to be put down. I have been watching the arena and I believe you and your companions show the most promise. I thank you for the compliment. We are the strongest group mostly because I am our leader. But... For such a wise man, you speak rather obscurely. You must tell me, will this thing have two heads, five faces, wings? Will it breathe fire, lightning? Will it be aqueous? Defy danger plus charisma to see how much he's willing to... Tell me. Yeah. Damn. Five. Jeez. Ugh. Arello. I believe that if I told you the true face of the enemy that we may face, you would run in terror. Fuck you. I'm not afraid of anything. I have lived a long life. There are things that you should be afraid of. I have lived a medium-sized life, and I refuse to be afraid. If it is magic that you are afraid of, I will cut it in half. I do not care about your twiddling of fingers or your long dead books. I, and he looks from side to side, 
Amarello, the flesh carver, and I will kill anything in my path. I think as you finish this uh, diatribe, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> there is an unearthly squeal of hinges long kept closed being forced open that seems to reverberate through the air of the entire garden party. Mm. Looking up to the the castle, that's the ghostly image of, you see the doors that made up the sort of front entrance of it slowly opening and a ghostly unholy cackling fills the air and you see the translucent forms of hundreds of massive jackals beginning to rush down out of the air towards the city hey Vi what are you doing um uh abdul i'm beginning to see why you didn't like that and i'm like pointing what are those his abdul's face has gone completely white uh some something something out of legend my dear uh you must protect me <laughs> and he like puts you between himself and the these like spirits coming out of the sky ghosts are they like getting close or are they just kind of like ethereal you know they're ethereal but they are definitely getting closer but the the city or the the castle is quite a ways outside the city but you know it's up in the air so they're like on the the hypotenuse of the right triangle that that would form <laughs> coming at you. So they totally. have the, the longest distance to Don't go. Don't bring your wizard talk into this. <laughs> <laughs> I know about math stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm... Viatrix is getting shoved in front of Abdul, so I'm, I'm probably yanking this shield around, uh, which I realized Commander Zhao's shield, I don't, I don't know if we ever got a good description of this, but I want to know what my cool shield looks like. Oh, yeah, um... It's a it's a circular shield and on its face it's a blue field with a a gray swallow on it. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm yanking that guy around and hefting my sword obviously. Yeah. Go ahead and roll to roll defend. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea, huh? Yeah. All right, constitution. You can do it. Uh, yeah that's an eight Woo! one hold yeah these uh, the specter of the Dober call I mean we'll just call it what it is is rapidly approaching and I think you see like the front rank sweep over the first like few people and you don't see anything physically happening to them. They just kind of crumple. And uh, some of the the lion knights who are protecting the courtyard are like attempting to get weapons, bear weapons and stuff. And you notice that when they are like making contact, the spirit just kind of dissipates. So yeah, uh, Arello, what are you doing? Is this what you talk about, wise? His eyes narrowed at the like what's actually happening. 
I feel that this is only the first tremor of something larger. I don't suppose you have any tips on how to kill it. Don't let it touch you. I'll do my best. It's it's so it just to kind of get an idea. It's like is are all of the hyenas kind of like creating a amorphous thing or are they like yeah, trying to like yeah. take the shape of a bigger hyena no, figure? No. Um it's like a pack. The best thing way I can think to describe it cinematically is uh in the first Lord of the Rings movie, when Gandalf makes the, or the, whoever the fuck does it, uh, makes the water horses that take out the Nazgul and the river. Uh-huh. It's like that. It's like multiple, like so mini hyenas making kind of like a wave. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering just like how fast it, so are they just like kind of like charioting <clears throat> around kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. We're at a feast. I'm going to walk over to where they've carved the meat. And grab the knife and just huck it at the at the ghosts and scream at them. And just be like, over here, you stupid thing. Yeah, go ahead and volley. <laughs> Wait, you have what are you waiting for, right? In that Oh yeah. When I cry out a challenge to my enemies, should I just do that? Oh yeah, oh, just yeah. do that. Let's do that. Yeah. That's way hotter <laughs> That's, than um, <laughs> I think I'd still say that, but maybe a little bit more certain. Over here, you stupid thing. Gah! <laughs> That is a six. (laughs) Also, this might be relevant. Did I heal? I don't think Uh, we have. I don't think. Yeah, it hasn't been. We haven't had a night. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. I might I might add to the scene. Nope, definitely don't have a healing potion. Is there a fail? Never mind. Is there a fail state on that move? On what, uh, what are you waiting no. for? Okay. Uh, on a 7 through 9, it says only the weakest and most foolhardy among them fall prey to your taunting. So uh, okay. I think they're, yeah, you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, they, uh, they aren't really zeroing in on you. Mm. They're just sort of continuing their circling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to come back to the, the fail That's right, on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brindis, what are you? So the garden party is in the arena, right? It's not inside like the arena proper, but it's, it's in, in that area. Yeah. And you you definitely like hear that screeching noise and see Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think there was a thing. I'm probably still going to do this. So as soon as all these ghosts begin begin streaming out of the castle, Brendis looks up in horror, and I'm going to sprint across town to Turkakul. Ooh. Are you trying to get there like as fast as possible? I mean, you're sprinting. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Get there you, as fast as possible. Go ahead and defy danger plus strength to see how quickly you get there. Hell yeah! It's a seven. Uh, yeah, it takes you a while, um, but you eventually get there. What are you hoping to accomplish here? Is is can I just get to his hut? Yes. I burst in the door. Took a cool that place that you were trying to send me to is spewing out ghost dogs. What is going on? What? The castle. The castle you wanted me to get the wisdom of the ancients from has opened and things have begun. They're taking over the town. What is going on? What do you know about this? He uh he gets up and sort of pushes past you and sticks his head out the door. 
Oh, oh, that is very bad. <laughs> he he comes in and sits back down. How much do you know of our history? Growing up, I was taught some surface-level stories by the elves that took care of me, and what little things I've managed to glean from the conversations between you and the other revolutionaries. Uh, what? What? Have you heard the name Imral Al-Leth? That's the body they have in the square, right? Yes, the fools. He was our king. Once a terrible tyrant by some legends, our savior by others. It was the first alliance of men and elves to end his reign. But when... Wizards reach a certain level of power. Death is never certain. Then what about his body in them? What is it, a casket, a sarcophagus? Yeah, it's like a... Like a an open glass. Like, what they have him in now is probably not what his body... They have him, like, in a... a basically a display case. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like Lennon. Yeah, that's actually kind of what I was thinking, where it's like super well preserved so what the hell do they have on display there if it's not his dead body oh i believe it's his body i just i i don't believe he's in it anymore turkakul what are you saying he holds up a finger i can explain but just give me one moment and he pulls out a uh, like a hand polished black wooden box and sets it on the table in front of him and he he opens it up and turns it towards you and inside is sitting a crystal that's like very faintly glowing long ago because elves reproduce so slowly when one of us would begin to fade from this world their knowledge their memories would be stored in one of these. This is my father's. It was so that their light would not be lost in the world. For the most part, these were harmless. Uh, little more than a keepsake for families to hold on to. And he kind of shrugs. But in the right hands, it could be used to ensnare souls or keep one living far past their natural state. I believe what we are seeing, what is happening now, is a manifestation of the memories of a most terrible sorcerer. Then what do we do about it? You can also cut the scene at that question, too, which is not the worst idea. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I think he gives you an answer, but I think... Whatever the answer is is basically how you're going to get into the du the dungeon. So, uh, Viatrix. Yo. You are, like, the the cloud of these Dobra calls has sort of, like, broken up into its, like, own, each into its own beast. And two of them are sort of menacing you where you're standing before Abdul right now. What are you doing? Uh, I don't really want to start 
shit with these things. So, I mean, I was defending like I'm I'm very much being passive here, uh mostly cuz I'm okay. fucking terrified. So, I'm not actively the, yeah. going after them or anything. Okay. Have you ever like most people don't ever encounter much magic in the world. Have have you ever seen anything like this or like did the the lizard riders did they have any sort of magic that they called upon? Yeah, I think probably so. Um I I mean, I don't think that she would have ever seen anything quite like this, but I mean, she also had never yeah. seen, you know, lanterns flying in the sky, right? Like there's a lot of shit that's new to her and magic-wise like this is uh certainly more impressive. I feel like the the lizard riders they're magic was primitive and maybe more like about making potions to like give their warriors before battle something like that you know like the the magic of yeah. binding like their 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 dragons that they rode yeah much more so than whatever this is which is crazy yeah. and and like a, a visual trip so this is certainly yeah she, i don't think she's ever had exposure to something like this i mean this is straight like supernatural to her yeah, so I'm not fucking with it. Okay, um, I'm gonna come back to you in just one sure. minute, uh, Arello. In your visions of the Dobra Call, you said that you saw it as a sickly creature. Mm-hmm. What exactly about it let you know? Like, what was a physical tell? It was broading throughout. It was okay, miss- it was missing patches in its face. Uh, its jaw hung loose. You would think it was some animal left on the street, except for the fact that it just had hollow blank eyes and its pelt thatched through, and you could see through where you would assume a heart would be on the side in its chest you there's just like it's a, and it's uh and its guts were spilled out if I remember correctly just a li- it looks a little sick. Were- <laughs> it's, it look, yeah, it's a little under the weather, like a a, a spring fever. I mean, at least I mean you'd call uh, in to work. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. It's. I'm pretty sure I said to the degree its guts were spilled out, and it had twisted those guts into basically back leg and the back leg. Okay, it was just twisted and wrong and dead. So now that you're kind of getting a better look, now they're breaking apart from the like a big pack into individual. You're seeing that not all of them, but some of them are in this twisted, corrupted form. And Viatrix, as you're standing uh, shield up over the rim of the shield, coming down from the castle following the Dover call, is a figure who, to see him from this distance, massive. And you can see, like, on his back is a, a banner a tattered banner that's blowing in the breeze. And he's just like where the, the Dobra call charged out of the gates. He is calmly walking down towards you. Like he's descending invisible, an invisible stairway. Okay. All right. Uh, f- fuck, 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 fuck this. Fuck this. Abdul, go, go. And I start like shoving him back. I assume people are like running out of the arena. Oh so yeah, I'm, I'm shoving yeah. him along, and we're we're joining that crowd. I'm still keeping my shield up in between me and uh, and the Dober call, but uh, uh, we're not sticking around for this. 
fuck this. Yeah. I think you, as you're like pushing him back and you're sort of naturally forming a rear guard, you fall into step with some of the, the soldiery from Jitaka. These are, these are like the official Lion city guard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this, as this figure is getting closer and closer, Arella, what are you doing? I'm drawn totally in by this because these are things that I've had visions of, and I think we said they haunted my dreams. They took the place of uh, the warrior's dream, which would be to see the, the, the creature they would kill. It would become twisted and wrong, and it had kind of gotten into my head. I'd probably, get up on, I'd probably stand up on top of the table, Looking at the crowd, trying to find Viatrix and Brendy. Maybe I see Viatrix as as she's taking care of the ghoul. But I think I'm going to wait for this figure to come down. Assuming that these hyenas aren't accosting me. Mama didn't raise no chicken. Yeah, I think that the closer this figure gets, the more that the, the Dover Call spirits, they're, they're ba- backing off. Um, still in like a menacing like head kind of down very much aggressive but not acting on that instinct and it's you and a few of the other like fighters of the arena who are kind of doing the same thing you are like they're not going to back down they're not going to give any ground and as this massive figure gets closer you can start to see his armor is metal but it bears a lot of these same like the the hallmarks of the disease that you've seen in the Dober Call, like very like rust spotted and in places like broken with parts spilling out, mm-hmm. um, and it's tall. About I mean it's much taller than Arello, but it's about human size. Like the the closer it gets, the more it comes into kind of focus. Mm-hmm. And he has this tattered banner off his coming off his back and a big club held in both hands. And one of these other gladiators charges him and he just like backhands it off to the side. Mm-hmm. Is this the best you can do? Pitiful. And he, he like keeps marching towards the crowd. He plants the club head down on the dirt and pulls off one of his gauntlets and just throws it into the crowd. Is he corporeal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was actually a question. I oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I wanted to make sure. We have returned. We have come to claim this city, and we can do this by the sword or in a more polite manner. Choose your champions. I will return in a week to claim your throne. And then he just starts stomping like back up into the the sky. Hey! Everybody, everybody around you is like, no, shh, <laughs> fuck up. He, he stops and just like glances over one shoulder back at you. Yes, you fool! Are you triggering your, the, what are you? So he, he uh, stops and he looks back at you. I don't think so. Okay. I think he's, I, in the sense of, like, he knows he's a little beat up right now, but there's no way he's going to look like a mutt. Okay. So I think he's just, he's blowing hot air. Since yeah. he, this, since this guy already said there's going to be a battle, he just wants to make sure that he knows that I'm going to be there in my name. 
Anyways. Yeah. Allow me. <laughs> yes, you. I am Beldroth. What is your name, human? My name is Aurelo, the Flesh Carver. And I will be the champion of this town. And I will be happy when I get the opportunity to carve my name into your flesh. How long before I get the opportunity to bring you to your knees? I mean, he, he already said a week. <laughs> That he'd be back. Oh, in he a did. Week. Oh, yeah. damn it! <laughs> nope, it's too late. I forgot. I'm already in it. You were you yep. were already thinking of your sweet your sweet challenge. <laughs> yep. Arello just doesn't have the concept of a week. Yeah. It's a day yeah. Days. <laughs> <laughs> you just weren't listening. Come on. Of course I wasn't. I was thinking of my promo. <sighs> God damn it! I feel like I have to go grab Arello. Yeah. What is what does Viatrix <laughs> oh, do? I have to go fucking save his dumb ass. Um, what are you talking about? We're just gonna talk. Sure. There's no way this could go. <laughs> As the dude's like drawing his big ass club and walking toward him, he's like, "Well, it was a week, but now it's now." I guess stab, stab, stabby, McStab. He's you know what? Why wait? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got to get like so. Abdul, I imagine I've gotten at least kind of out of the way. It seems like the the spectral hyenas, uh, sick band name is they're like settled down. And yeah, I gotta go fucking... I'm gonna run up and grab Arello and just carry him off. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead and... You're just grabbing him? Trying yep. to drag him back? I think so. You wanna... Uh, go ahead and defy danger plus strength, and Arello can interfere if he wants to resist. Yeah. That's not a good start. Uh, I'll take that, though. Um, I got a 10. You should absolutely interfere, yep. and I <laughs> and I also think that you should make it your appetite. For fame and glory? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to... Did we ever walk through the Herculean appetite rule on the cast? I don't know. I don't feel have. like we fucking oh. did, which feels really important. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, dear listener, if we haven't walked through the Herculean appetites, but I will do that now for you. Uh, the move reads as follows. Others may content themselves with just a taste of wine or dominion over a servant or two, but you want more. Choose two appetites. While pursuing one of your appetites, if you would roll for a move, instead of rolling 2d6, you roll 1d6 plus 1d8. If the d6 is, is the higher die of the pair, the GM will also introduce a complication or danger that comes... Uh, a complication or danger that comes about due to your heedless pursuits. My particular two are Herculean appetites are pure destruction and fame and glory. Yeah, so go ahead and roll to resist or interfere. It's going to go so poorly. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so that'll be a 10, but my six is higher than my... <laughs> Uh, oh, nice. yeah! Okay. I knew I knew okay. I was gonna. I knew if if I wasn't a fail, it was gonna. And be so that, that also sure. only pulls me down to an eight. Yes. Yep. So as uh, Viatrix is starting to pull you Shut away, the fuck up, Arello. <laughs> I'll save your um, your ass if if you're not gonna do it for yourself. Beldroth approaches you, 
and he like grabs just like the front of your tunic or armor or whatever. If you are not the champion of this city, when I am done with them, I am going to come find you. And then he just lets you go and he starts piecing out. You won't have to find me. I'll be right there, waiting to lop your head off, you big, dumb idiot. <laughs> I've seen pups bigger than you. As I'm being pulled away by, by Vi. We shall see who the pup is in one week, Flesh Carver. It's taking me a bit, but I've got my hand like over his mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go along with Vi in that case after that. So, Brendis? I think, <laughs> yeah, we'll cut back to Brendis. You just asked him, what, we're, what do we do? Yeah. The memories of this land are beginning to... Awaken. Find me that spell book, and there may be notes on how this all was done. There may be some way to begin to unravel the ritual. And he, he like gestures up at the, the sky. Whatever is creating that or fueling it must have been long in the making. So if I remember correctly, before I, I go and spew this off, before, when he asked me to get the book, he had strictly suggested it was uh, the wisdom of the ancients. Yeah. He did not tell me it was a spell book, right? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I think I had said that that is what it was, but not that he hadn't told Brendis that. I'll go get your damn book, Turka Cool, but what's in it? Before, you told me it was the wisdom of the ancients, and now you tell me it's a spell book? What's the spell? A recipe more than a spell. It details the ingredients, the step-by-step process to create a living weapon that almost drowned this world in darkness. Gods, do you want to make another Dobra call? There are ancient cults still living within the Elvish faith who would summon other terrors. It is more of a preventative measure keeping it out of their hands. Tukakul, I trust you, and I have been on this path with the resistance for a long time. If you plan to unleash something like that on the city again, I won't hesitate to kill you just to end something like that. Brendy taking a moral stance? I love it. Yeah. I would never dream of such a... unleashing such a horror upon those who enslaved my people. There are clearly better means of redressing the balance. Yourself, your plan to rob a bank. I'm gonna, like, straight up push him against a wall and brandish that black dagger that I got against his throat. Listen to me, you smug old cannibal. I am helping you, and I want only to help you and your people. And if you do something like make another Dobra call, it will only kill your people again. Your sorcerer's arrogance will be repeated over and over until the end of time. Turgakul's hands are, like, visibly shaking. I would not dream of making that same mistake again. But the notes may still be useful 
There was other research that was done then. Steps along the path that could help my people return. Stop overstating your case. I'll get your damned book. And when I bring friends over, hide your bodies. And I'm going to storm out of the hut. Yeah, so as you're coming out of the hut, you see the figure reascending to the castle. And there are no more hyenas. They're they're going with him. They're like flanking him. Okay. I'm going to make my way to the arena then. Okay. So I think now is as good a time of any to cut focus a little bit. So in this game, we're going to have a second set of characters who we're going to run as a GMless game that are monkeying about in the city at the same time as the main characters are. They're building off characters that we played in off-podcast games and some from the podcast and a new character. <laughs> yeah, we're really getting a whole <laughs> a whole mix here. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to try something new and we've played Dungeon World GMless before and it's worked out pretty well and we just kind of want to sh- show it off on the podcast. I should qualify. I never have. You have not. That's right. Yeah. You guys always did it without me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know that there's that much else to introducing this. Um we'll so I think just we'll have to explain a little bit about where the characters come from that are coming from offcast. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think we're going to roll back the time a little bit. So this will take place right as the gates of the city are opening. Or the gates of the palace are like squealing open. Yeah. And I think it cuts, the camera cuts to uh, a tower window and a very tall, barbaric looking man turns to a shorter, more, uh, well, how would you describe Karul? Karul, Karul is fat. Uh, Karul is a, a eunuch. Uh, he's very dark skinned. He wears very nice robes, uh, and he wears a gold veil over his head and face. It's like draped over him at all times. Uh, his fingers are covered in gold rings. Uh, he's a person who loves to show off. Yeah, and standing next to him is Darhunis, who is tall. He has his, his teeth are filed to points. He's wearing leather armor, but with no discernible weapons. And he's sort of the uh, the muscle to Karul's brain. This is beginning to look bad, my friend. Not at all, Tarhunis. We wanted to introduce chaos into the city. From chaos, we can position pieces as we need to, to benefit the Shah. Where you might see danger, where you might see something unexpected, I see only opportunity. I'm getting too old to keep doing this. Not much longer, Tarhunis, and your children will be taken care of for the rest of their lives. Has the Shah not rewarded you for your efforts? So long as my children are taken care of, that's a reward enough. Precisely. And so the Shah is generous with all his servants, even those who have disappointed him in the past. Iltani, good to see you. And yeah, entering through the, I assume, curtains? 
perhaps even there's probably is there you think there's a door here <laughs> anyway i don't know why i'm obsessing <laughs> over that <laughs> and iltani enters pushing back the lavish fabric that is hung in front of the door when last we saw iltani she had been in possession of najaz's body but after her failures with the shah she had been forcibly removed from that vessel and put into a essentially a homunculus i guess she's tall and lithe with various tattoos down her body yeah series series two her skin has a series two and she has uh a series of um or rather her skin has a sort of blue pallor to it an unnatural feeling she's wearing finer city garb she's not dressed in like tarhunas's leathers or anything She's more dressed to be social today. It's ill-portent to speak of failures so early in an expedition, Cool. You would say so, dear. Just the same, I at least succeeded in bringing our contact from the city. In steps a a rather lavish-looking man covered in jewels, got on soft silks, yellows, and blues, and a, a long, bald forehead stretching back. Yes, you have found me, though... I don't know how hard you had to look. You'll have to pardon me. I have to connect with the deeper understanding of what is going on here. And he, his eyes flip back into his skull, and he's gone for a few seconds. Yes, it would seem that the unleashing of this is causing quite a stir within the foundations of the city. Your plan is working well. Cruel, I assume. Ah, my reputation precedes me. It is my job to know who comes into my city. I am Kanea. Well, Kanea, perhaps you can start by telling me... what this representative from the prism is doing here. What? I mean, I assume I would know something. Ryan, Ryan, I'm here to fuck up your whole game. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're not the DM, but yeah, I think this is kind of a little bit bigger for you. Um, I mean, to have a character like, especially if we're gonna continue like with these characters, it's not a bad thing to not have us know at this point and to have us like investigate it. But if you did have something already, it's fine for us to know. Then cool, but whatever. I mean, I think the most that Kaneo would know is that the blue sect of the prism they're like the the keepers of knowledge they basically like run the place at the end of raiders where they just like cram all the dangerous stuff away so mm-hmm. people can't get to it yeah and that's yeah yeah my closet. probably all he knows yeah from what i understand they're from the blue sect not hard to understand that as they seem to want to cover themselves in the lavish colors of each of their own sects This particular sect seems to be, uh, how do we say, obsessed with materials that are dangerous and curious. I would assume they're here to try and confiscate things for their own whims. And from what my little spies have told me, my little bugs in the air, they are particularly self-satisfied with how their reconnaissance is going within the city. They think that they are invisible, at least their intentions. Iltani, this is the information, the informant that you have brought me? 
It is not the blue sect. It's the sapphire segment of the prism. You give me no new information. What was your name again? My name is Kanea. Kanea. Perhaps you should tell your insects to spin tighter webs. As you wish. And for that matter, if you would tell them to stop snooping around here, I'm tired of wiping their minds. And I like, I stage whisper, like, obviously to Tarhunas, because uh, Karul does nothing if not always politic. Such brutal methods, Tarhunas. Very inelegant. Why doesn't she just have them killed like I would have you do? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Much cleaner that way. I won't have you two talking behind my back. Tarhunas, do you keep your blades sharp? The shadows around him in the window begin to coalesce around his fingertips. They are ever ready. Then I act in accordance with sharpening my skills, do you understand? You don't need to talk down to me, Iltani. If I talk down to Karul, he may have you kill me. Then it's best not to talk down to anyone. Particularly those above your station. I suppose you're right, Karul. My tongue has gotten ahead of me again. Careful, I once learned that lesson myself. And Karul, like, waggles his tongue a little bit, which, if you guys remember, is gold. Perhaps if we are finished with bickering, we could... Speak to what you wish to do next, now that you are in the city and in control. We need to ensure that this slave rebellion begins. It is that which we move toward. It is that which we support. Tell me, do you know what their next plans are? From what I understand, a very primitive heist on the coffers. After that, I can't totally say, but riots... Killing big displays of opulence in the face of the terrified citizenry. (sighs) I will put out directions to the nobles that I can to try and support such a display of wealth as a point of re-establishing control, re-establishing pride after the chaos of these specters. The nobles will be tittering and will need the confidence back. If at the same time, Iltani, you can reach out and see what the elves are planning, perhaps this will be enough to push them forward into more direct action, more chaos. I have already seated a couple of the more, we'll say, violent of their desert brethren. And now they have the entire sect frothing for an attack on the nobles. I have in town a couple of, we'll say, participants that I have my eye on to bridge the gap between the desert and the slaves. So as soon as the hint of violence occurs, we should have a regular powder keg. Careful, Iltani, or I may begin to see in you what the Shah sees in you. Perhaps I know someone who can spark that violence. Tarhunas, my dear friend, if you would be so kind as to assassinate a noble openly, but of course as an elf, perhaps we can kick this off. Tarhunas grins savagely, and you can see his teeth where they've, he's filed them to points. That's my favorite part. How publicly? Oh, very publicly. 
Perhaps during a game. It would serve us well to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is the biggest day. All the nobles for this particular game make audience. You will have a buffet of fools to choose from. You're the expert here, Kanea. Who is the right amount of prestigious... Are you pointing at the name of your mother? Oh, fuck! Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's what I thought, too. It was oh, my first shit. thing. I was like, that's totally, it's totally Brandy's mom. There is someone who has much favor with the upper class. Adjudicator Gorin, a stifling old woman, would be a perfect target. One so cocky as to walk around with a single bodyguard and a fool at that, as her should be easy for someone of your skill set. I can sure help to inebriate some of her contingents so you have a clear opening during the games. Now, if it were me, and I am someone who has a flair for the dramatic, after the finale of the show, when they are crowning the warriors and cheering their names, to break out a silence in the crowd as her head tumbles down towards the center of the ring. That is when chaos could break out. Just for clarification, the next bout isn't the finals, is it? No. Okay. You just said this was a big one, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like the, the semifinals. It's not the, yeah. the biggest. I mean, the finals yeah, are the biggest. It day. seems like it's like the, the biggest spectacle. Yeah, I think it's the one where they like kind of pull out all the stops of like, the matches are like three dimensional, and, uh, and this is actually the one that the all of the royalty is kind of supposed to show up to, like the ceremony. You know, there's probably a ceremony. It's almost like an opening yeah. ceremony, but it's because like, all right, now these are our final yeah. people. Yeah, and, like the the finals probably draws a bigger crowd, but now all the nobles are you know they're obliged to come to this. One. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a um. They're they're uh, co-signing, consigning it, like yeah, 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 sponsoring it. That's what I wanted. It seems we have our plan then. Indeed, this seems delicious. Whatever supplies or coin you need, just let me know. The Shah's coffers are very open for business. Kind of, I, I measure know. triangles. <laughs> I know my basic shapes. Square, rectangle, crushing it, circle. fucking crushing it. <laughs> That's four for four. Pre- you got enough of this? You getting enough of this magic here? That was basically me on the GRE. <laughs> trapezoid, trapezoid, trapezoid. <laughs> he said it three times. It appeared. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of the mirror and killed him. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I don't know, Scully. What do you think happened? <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> oh, God. Well done, everyone. We just wrapped ourselves in like a meme blanket. <laughs> it's nice and fuzzy and warm as it smothers us to death. Uh, so yeah, they, yeah, you could say that these are getting closer, <laughs> right? <laughs> dogs, giant dogs in the sky, raining down on you. Actually, hyenas are closer to cats than dogs. True, four-legged beasts. Evolutionarily speaking, very true. Yeah. Um, 